0: hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to a new episode of nerd factory reboot today we have an awesome episode for you and honestly it's just you know so much to talk about we're going to talk about assassin's creed we're going to talk about abandoned we're going to talk about red dead remasters so many things that we have to talk about so stick around and grab a snack or something because this is going to be long Alright, so now let's talk about everything that we can talk about. So first of all, let's start with Abandoned. Well, after so many delays and claiming that yes, we have issues, we have graphical glitches, we have delivery problems, we have this, we have that, well, the update or the patch finally dropped and um, it just weighed around 5 gigabytes, not much, Mm -hmm. and it was nothing. It was the same four-second teaser trailer they posted on Twitter. However, it said that they're going to release a playable prologue soon. Now, here's where things get interesting. I don't really want to get into the debacle that this company basically just announces games and demos and just leaves, abandons its whole games. Because that's the whole debacle, you can definitely go on Twitter and just read through, because, you know, it's, yes, we know. We have known for a while. Even I posted about it on Reddit, saying that I think that this is a real company. I'm saying no correlation. And if they are working with Kojima, then it's of their own accord. It's not like Kojima forced them or anything like that. But the point was, when I said what I said, is that they keep leaving. They don't care. They have a bad track record. However, somebody made a very good graphical posts out of it, that they actually showed the years and how they lived, what they did. And look, I understand. I know how everyone can be skeptical because of that. But here's the thing. Things get more interesting. On Reddit, there is um, a certain subreddit, actually two subreddits, The The Blue Box Conspiracy and Blue Box Conspiracy. In these different um, subreddits, there is uh, someone who apparently is a journalist and posted a screenshot where he talked to Hassan and Hassan said that, yes, we were going to announce a playable teaser, but we had to change the name to Playable Prologue so people would not think it was a PT. And then the guy said, yeah, that's right. ha ha ha. Like, okay. So he said that he wanted to reveal this on Monday, but he didn't because he thought it would fan the flames. But to me... Not revealing any information, that is Fanning the Flames, because he's revealing it now, and he's saying that, yeah, this is definitely just Hassan and this is not what people think it is. And to be honest, look, I know what everything is going on like that, I mean, people are definitely losing their minds, because, yeah, I understand, you have a very good right... actually be angry at these people, because they are playing us at this point. I don't know if it is actually Silent Hill or not, but everything seems fishy. Posting the same 4 second trailer we had already seen is not a good move. Besides that, they used a copyright free, a free copyright music with their video. Which, again, is weird. Why? And 5 gigabytes for a 4-second teaser. The only reason I think that can be possible is that, I don't know, they tried, you know, getting the video out for 4K, but then they were like, "That okay, let's not compress and just release it. Which really scares me, because this means that, if, they are, if this 4-second teaser is 5 gigs, presumably, then this means that whatever they're going to show, playable prologue or whatever, that's going to weigh in over at least 20 gigabytes. At least. And why is it like that? And to be honest, we still don't know much about this, but to be honest, I'm losing faith in whatever this project is. I don't even care if it's Kojima right now. Because of the way it's been handled, it looks more like definitely an indie developer who's in over their head and they just wanted the attention and they couldn't get away from it. They promised so much and delivered nothing. They promised we'll know the title. That didn't happen. They promised um, a trailer. Nothing happened. Hassan said that, yes, things will be so good that you, I'm so excited, pumped for it, yet again... Nothing happened. There was nothing to actually make us think that, wow, this is awesome. We need more. It was just the same teaser they posted on Twitter. I mean, if imagine they hadn't posted that on Twitter. They just posted it with the game, with the update. Would it have made any difference? I don't know. Maybe the reactions would be the same that it was on Twitter, but a little bit more negativity because... Well, why did you hype up this? Four second teaser. Another thing that was really cool is that PlayStation Game Size Twitter said that apparently a patch with the code 1.08, I'm actually making it short, um, shorter than it is. So 1.08 was ready to go. So that's what it was ready to go, but we had 1.07, which was not ready to, which was what we already had, the patch that came before. But 1.08 was uh, ready to go and it was uploaded, but they made a fake delay and released 1.09. So he claims that there was no supposed delay. That to say that you know it was because of graphical glitches, technical errors, engines, I don't know, delivery issues. None of that. He says that everything was ready to go, and this is just this was just a fake delay, apparently. To be honest, I don't think this is Kojima anymore, but I am curious to see what they're going to do with everything that they are now. I don't know, um, trying to show. Because let's be honest here, even if it is Kojima, Kojima has to work with these guys to um, basically create a ruse so that, um, I don't know, so that they could uh, fool everyone. But to be honest, that doesn't seem like it. At the same time, however, Kojima's been posting... Um, Good morning tweets, and um, the funny thing is, they started with a screenshot of, you know, a music that said 10.54 a.m. The next one was 9.54, then 8, then 7. Of course, we didn't uh, see the 7 one. It was cropped out, and then 6, and 5.54, we didn't see it. But people say that's when um, the... the Patch dropped I'm not sure that was it For me it wasn't 554 for me it was like 1 Or something Actually close to 1am So I don't know if I have like 5 hours difference With I'm not sure Tokyo If he's there So give me a sec Let me just see Tokyo 9 hours So, definitely no. Oh, wait. Oh. They are four and a half hours ahead of us. Technically, you could say. But as far as I remember, it was maybe one that it dropped. Let's say it was, I don't know, um, 1254. Four and a half hours would not make it... If it was 5 hours, it would definitely make it that, but we are missing half an hour, so no, that wasn't Kojima. So yeah, I don't know, I just think that this is really stupid at this point. And I think that people should uh, get mad at uh, Hassan because he's playing us. This is not Kojima. He's just playing us for the attention he's getting. So, sorry, Mr. Hassan Kahraman, but... Mm, yeah, I'm not gonna play with you anymore. So, that's for Abandoned. Also, it seems that maybe we will be getting a Red Dead Redemption remaster. Well, how? Here's the thing. Apparently, thanks to a couple of uh, rumors in the internet... We are hearing that GTA might be getting three different remasters or remakes. These will be the three popular games, GTA 3, GTA Vice City, and GTA San Andreas. However, the thing is that these will be digital only and not physical, and at the same time, we're not sure if it's a remake or a remaster, but we know it's going to be a mix of old and new graphics so all of that goes together to create a new experience for people which will be coming this year for ps4 and ps5 apparently so all of that is good and well but the thing is the reason that they are doing this apparently the reason they are doing this is that they want to see the reaction that people will have to these kinds of Um, remasters and remakes and if it is good then they will try and do the same with the other games that they have. So pretty awesome. Pretty awesome that Rockstar is doing this. Rockstar Dundee is apparently working on this. However that also means that because of that um, the Red Dead Redemption Online is getting smaller updates because well they are now focused so much on these remasters. So, that would mean that, unfortunately, Red Dead Online will not be getting huge updates for the time being. And, however, because the games, the remasters are going to get released in, um, apparently, because of the rumor. They say that it's going to be late October or early November. So, very close to the um, other... Uh, GTA 5 expanded and enhanced which apparently is running at 4k 60 thanks to PlayStation Germany web you know blog post that they did so if that is the case then um, the bigger updates will be coming in 2022 2021 will no longer see a huge update to Red Dead Redemption online sorry about that Red Dead fans I mean I sure hope that I had better news for you guys, but sorry. That's it. So at the same time also, we may be getting a Bully remaster as well. We're not sure. They did say that they had three different remasters in the works. That was unannounced. We don't know what they are, but Bully could be one of them. Maybe. Let's hope. Continuing this string of news and basically remasters that we have, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice had a new update issued for Xbox Series consoles. With these new updates, there were many things that were added that I'm gonna actually educate you on that. There were free graphic modes added, updated materials, basically textures, particles, and um, higher draw distance. Awesome. They had chapter select mode added which is weird. I think the PlayStation 4 version had that or not. I don't know. I played it in one setting and was able to plant them within one setting. it was easy if you follow the guide. So I'm not sure if it did have a chapter or not. I think it maybe didn't. not really sure. Um, PC update is in development and it's developed in cooperation with QLOC. Now here's what you'll be getting. you'll get the, you'll be getting three different modes. Performance, Resolution, and Enriched. With Enriched, you get Ray Tracing, but your resolution will be dynamic up to 4K and Full HD on Series S. The frame rate, however, on both will be 30 frames per second. As for Resolution, again, dynamic up to 4K for Series X, up to 1440p for Series S, and you will be getting 60 frames on Series X and 30 frames on Series S. As for performance, however, you will not be getting ray tracing again. You'll just get an enriched, but you get dynamic resolution up to 1080, and 120 hertz is what they put down, which means that it can fluctuate between 60 and 120 FPS. That's why they put 100 hertz, 120 hertz. Um, also, full HD. ...is for um, Series S with 60 frames. Honestly, it is not that impressive to me... ...because it doesn't seem that impressive. And seeing the pictures and all that... ...it seems that this game really didn't need ray tracing at all... ...because it's not implemented perfectly. However, to be honest, this can be a great exercise for Ninja Fury... ...to know what they're doing... ...so that when they actually release the game... ...the sequel to the game... ...they can basically make an amazing game. So, all the power to you guys. (laughs) Anyways, let us continue with more news that we have, which is going to be exciting. Also, also, um, Battlefield 2042 and FIFA 22 are sending out their um, beta codes or technical uh, playtests. So, check your emails. Maybe you'll You're getting one. I actually got one for FIFA 22. And it was really exciting to see FIFA 22 um, in my codes. And it was really exciting. So the game is actually nice. I'm not going to be revealing anything here because I don't know if I can. I'm not going to reveal anything here and get struck down. So I am not saying anything here. I'm going to be very careful. But uh, my impressions, just my impressions nothing no details is that it's better than fifa 21 much better for a good reason so anyways um let's continue with everything else so let's talk about assassin's creed so i've been playing assassin's creed valhalla and i was able to uh, platinum it in around 92 hours so here's my i will keep it short kind of review so here's the thing i liked it but it wasn't a i don't know assassin's creed game unfortunately the game is not exactly an assassin's creed game at all the character eivor again is not an assassin and he doesn't even want to be an assassin but he he uses the hidden blade they give him the hidden blade and it's like huh thank you but i will not be an assassin why but, overall, let me tell you that the story is not as good as I hoped it would be. It's normal. And the reason that I hold Assassin's Creed to be a high standard is because in the past, Assassin's Creed 2 and basically that trilogy, or even Assassin's Creed 1, they had so much things to talk about, so many things to talk about. They gave you... The absolute best experience you could ever have when it came to conspiracy theories and you know, historical theories, so much. Here it's nothing like that anymore. You have the Order of the Ancients who don't really play a huge role there. You have Assassins who again don't play a huge role. You're basically just playing as a Viking and tending to your own stuff. You also have the Norse mythology going on, which again, unfortunately for them, it's not really doing much. And there's not that much explanation. Basically, you just have to go and search it yourself to find out what everything is going on here. That sucks. And I did find out in the past that most of the storytelling for the modern part is happening in comics. You're not even seeing seeing them in the game. Which sucks. Because why? Like, I need to know. I mean, for example, they told me that Juno, who was released in Assassin's Creed 3, was defeated off-screen. Why? So why do we even buy these games? Just for the, I don't know, uh, privilege of playing these games? Even though these games are no longer Assassin's Creed? So sorry, but yeah, story-wise, it's not exactly good or perfect. If it was a normal game that didn't have Assassin's Creed tied to it, I would say that passable, good, eh, but if it, wa- if it has this moniker attached to it, I'm going to say that no, this is definitely not Assassin's Creed. Which sucks. Seriously, why would they do that? Why did they think that this is a good idea? At the same time, the character of Eivor, whether you play as a lady or a dude, is kind of weird. At least I played the dude version. And he just seemed too kind for a Viking. And it's not really in keeping with the, I don't know... Philosophy that the game is trying to give to you. that Vikings are brave, they're powerful, they're this, they're that. None of that fits here, because it's weird. He's just too kind, and then sometimes he's just killing everyone left and right. And, I don't know. I really, really don't know. As for the gameplay, the gameplay, I enjoyed Odyssey way more than this. Odyssey really had better gameplay. And... I don't know, Valhalla just didn't do it for me that much. Definitely better than Origins. Definitely better. I mean, Valhalla would be my second game after Odyssey in this new trilogy. But I enjoyed Odyssey a lot more. The stealth in Odyssey was better, the gameplay was better, the gear system was way better. In Valhalla, the stealth system is just over the place. You place it in normal and whenever you're walking... Even if they have no view of you, they technically can't even see you. They suddenly turn around and say, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, what? How did you even see me? I mean, seriously, somebody explain this to me. How does this even work? They don't see you. They can't see you. But suddenly, for no reason, they're like, hey, you're there. I'm like, no. However, let's be fair. The combat is pretty fun. But it gets boring after some time. (laughs) It is fun, it is easy, it is very cool to actually use the parry system. But is it perfect? No. It gets a little bit boring. Because you can just understand how to deal with them and then go on your way. But the enemy variety is good. Again, not perfect, but good. When it comes to exploration, I might say that the England and Norway and Finland they look absolutely breathtaking. I'm not taking points away for that because it is really beautiful the way they look. They're just absolutely astonishing the way they are. And that makes me happy because, yeah, they look really nice. So props to them. But when it comes to exploring, here's the thing. The treasure hunting and artifact hunting, while they are fun, they pose a challenge at times to how to reach them, how to get to them. Sometimes they can be really confusing because... It never really explains how you have to get there. And it can be a bit annoying to get there. However, the mysteries are pretty fun. They were actually some of the most fun I had in this game, more than the story itself, because there were times that I actually shed a tear, I actually laughed out loud, or felt real sadness for the characters. The mysteries were pretty much the... Perfect distraction from the story itself and the perfect Activity you could have in this game. However, that was not the only thing that you could do. That was pretty fun Flighting which is part of the mysteries was absolutely amazing. I loved it. It was so fun and Orlock, It was one hell of a game and I loved it and I would buy the real version if it ever comes out Because it was so good the way it was implemented the way it was made and the way everything could turn on its head. This was a perfect minigame. So while Valhalla gets many things right. It also gets many things wrong. It doesn't give itself time for you to appreciate it. To be like wow I'm really enjoying this. Because as soon as you are you see something really bad. Then you're like what the hell is this? So yeah. Unfortunately like I said. There are some things that sour that experience. Like I said, the story isn't anything big. The Asgard section is really not that good. And I'm sorry to say this, Ubisoft, but this was the same as Odyssey. Odyssey was really nice, but I hated the designs of some of the gods. But the area environment was really good. But the thing is that if you have a team that can get everything right about them in Immortal Immortals Phoenix Rising, why can't you do the same for these guys? Asgard was soulless. It did not look good. It was so damn boring to just even look at it, let alone go from one place to another. The story itself, while it was very much close to the Norse mythology, at least in some points, the rest of it, it wasn't. And like I said, the story is vague, and you have to finish some things to know What exactly is going on? I don't know how many people will definitely go after Animus Anomalies or pay attention to the mythology of Norse itself to know, for example, Javi means Odin. I am not sure. But I know that people are going to be confused. And this will be on Ubisoft. They are making them confused with the way they are basically doing these characters. I'm not sure why Ubisoft thought this was really... A good idea, but the game really needed more work in places. As I said, the environment is so beautiful. There's nothing bad to be said there. The exploration, even though it's not perfect, is, you know, at least when you go further, you can have a lot of fun just even looking at the vistas. Fishing is not that bad, but it's a very half baked kind of fishing because I'm not sure if they wanted to put in more systems there. But they could have, and they didn't, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because I don't like the fishing mini games in games at all. But I usually have to do them in the you know Japanese games anyways. But this was very half baked. The controls were too simple, and the challenge was non-existent. So, not sure what was the point there. As for the trophies. Looking at it from a Trophy Hunter perspective, they were fun, most of them at least, but asking you to do 100% completion, while it was very timely, it wasn't that bad either. I mean, once you get into the loop of it, it's not that bad, but like I said, those times that you get confused, you don't know how to get there and stuff like that could be annoying and you definitely need to use YouTube or a guide online. My preferred guide was Powerpix. He actually did a really good guide on that. But like I said, there are many activities to be had here, and it's practically... The game is fun. But here are the points that I think are important to note. This game is not an Assassin's Creed game. It just carries the moniker, Assassin's Creed. Even the assassins in these games are still called the hidden ones. They don't really do much that you can actually call them assassins. And there is so much work that needed to be done to make this a good Assassin's Creed game. Story-wise, mostly. But it's really disappointing. I'm going to actually do a separate episode on how Assassin's Creed is not Assassin's Creed anymore. But... To be honest, there are some things that I really appreciated, but at the same time, it really baffled me. The thing is that, for example, Assassin's Creed Odyssey really had a good story. I don't care what people say, the story in Assassin's Creed Odyssey was really good, especially with some of the plots that was going on in the expansions and DLCs. But the problem with those DLCs was that basically they were part of the story. You needed to have those DLCs to understand the full story between Origins and Odyssey. Unfortunately, you had to pay, which sucks. Valhalla doesn't have that system anymore. You can play those DLCs or not, and nothing, nothing will be missed. At least when it comes to Assassin's Creed. But the thing is that I really got... You know confused by Valhalla was that what is what is the place even in the world of Assassin's Creed what does it serve to do aside from a connection to Assassin's Creed 3 what is it even supposed to do was it just because they wanted to make a Viking game because it's weird like I said Odyssey had a lot of story going for it they had so much that they talked about and it really connected well to everything else. But Valhalla is really all over the place. It does connect a few things, but they are basically so forced at this point that it doesn't make sense. Especially some characters. Well, I'm not going to spoil because I'm sure many people still will want to play it. Especially a few characters who, when they were revealed, I was like, Huh? How do they even connect? And you... The game doesn't even bother explaining that much. I mean, sure, you can get an, you know, Animus Anomalies, this and that, to get a better picture of everything going on. But there are more questions than answers. Big questions. Like, how the hell is Norse mythology connected to the Greek mythology in this game? Are they the same? We know that they're Isu, but why are they living in different places? Why, Why is Asgard like that? And as far as... We know, because of the mythology, the father of Odin was killed by his sons to create the world. How do you explain that in a real, I don't know, real-life setting that you're setting here in Assassin's Creed? How do you even go about it? How do you even explain the other gods that are existing? Are the gods basically the other gods? What's going on? So much that needed to be said, especially Ragnarok. So much, so much. I'm not going to get even into this. Because it's a huge conversation to be had. But yeah. Honestly, I enjoyed Odyssey way more. I hated Origins because it was a barren wasteland of a map. It didn't really excite me. But Odyssey was just perfect. So for me, Valhalla ranks second. While Odyssey leads... Way higher than all of them together. However, I should commend Ubisoft for updating the game again and again, adding new stuff even for free like river raids or mastery challenges, all that stuff. Great job Ubisoft on doing that. And I, like I said, the environments are nice and you know, squashing bugs, the game still has so many bugs. And screen tearing, my god that was so bad. Now I'm actually going to decrease the point because of Jorvik and my experience there. I put the console on 60 frames per second, and the amount of screen tearing almost tore my own eyes out. What the hell? So I had to switch to the 30 frames per second. Mind you that it wasn't that bad when I watched it, you know TV a little bit and got adjusted to 24 frames, so then I got adjusted to the 30, because from 60 to 30, your eyes are going to get hurt even more than the screen tearing, because... You can't really comprehend why everything is so slow now. But honestly, I gotta say, while I appreciate that Ubisoft has worked hard on fixing the game, not fixing these screen tearings, these frame drops, these problems is a bigger sin than anything else. So Ubisoft, what the hell? (laughs) Like seriously, what the hell is going on? But like I said... Um, the thing is that they do it, they do a lot of stuff right in this game, so, uh, aside from the bugs that were there, aside from the glitches, aside from the things that could ruin the experience, but thankfully they didn't, the game is fun, but it's not an Assassin's Creed game. I give it an 8 overall. Do I, I don't know, recommend it? Here's the thing. If you like Vikings, definitely play this game. If you like Assassin's Creed, if you're diehard, wanting a great story, connections to the history, things like that, wait for a sale. A good sale. And don't buy the expansions. It's not worth it, apparently. Because every review I see, people are saying that, again, this has nothing to do with Assassin's Creed. The story is not that great. The gameplay is good, but blah, blah, blah. Look, I admit, the sieges are fun, the raiding is fun, but this does not really excuse the fact that this game is not an Assassin's Creed game anymore, as wasn't the Odyssey. The Odyssey was not an Assassin's Creed game, that was very much obvious, it was a prologue to Assassin's Creed Origins which made it even more weird. But at least the expansions and the story really explained so many things that was really nice. Oh, and by the way, in this game, you don't fight mythical creatures anymore. <laughs> you fight Fenrir, but that's a different story. That's the Isu part of a story. But when it comes to that, I mean, honestly, you had to fight some really weird creatures. And here's the thing. Assassin's Creed no longer has any consistency whatsoever. What the hell, Assassin's Creed? No consistency. They do their own shit anymore. Like, basically every studio does what they want. That's why I don't like Assassin's Creed as a series anymore. I buy it, I play it, but whenever there's a very good sale. Because it doesn't excite me that much anymore to basically be like, yeah, I'm buying this day one. No. Sorry, that was the Assassin's Creed of old days that I would do that for. So, yeah. If you're looking for a genuine Assassin's Creed experience, this is not it. Sorry about that. However, still enjoy. It's not that bad of a game. If you enjoy Vikings, definitely give it a try. So that's it. That's my review for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. As for the, I don't know, trophy rating, I would say that definitely it's free in terms of difficulty. As for how long it can take you, this is how I would say it will take you from um, 90 hours to maybe 160 hours. Depends on how slow you are getting through the story, exploration, and some other things. You can get lucky, like me. I got a few trophies very much by luck, even though I weren't looking for them. I just realized that I can get it there. So, yeah, that's it. That's for the Assassin's Creed review. And like I said, I will post a... Episode related to the whole situation. Now let's go through some very quick news so that basically we can, um, you know, get through it. So here are some pretty cool news. Life is a Strange Remaster Collection unfortunately is delayed to early twenty twenty two for all platforms. They need more time. Take your time. We had a new um, gameplay for Metal Slug Tactics. Um, the gameplay was really nice. Axiom Verge 2 well, is available on PlayStation 4 and PC right now. However, PS5 is coming at a later date. A um, few games are coming to um, Switch, I'm just going to read their names. Astroneer, 100 Days, Winemaking Simulator, Slime Rancher, Lumberjack, Curious Expedition 2, and Gang Beasts. Also, Tetris Effect Connected is coming to Switch on October 8th. And Metal, Gear Slo- Metal, sorry, Metal Slug Tactics next year as well. Um, aside from that, we also heard that Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon is coming this holiday, and they showed a really cool trailer for it. Stalker 2 apparently is using Unreal Engine 5, which is really cool, which means that maybe we'll see something awesome graphically. Um, Idris Elba is playing Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Also, also, Crunchyroll um, has been bought by Sony. I mentioned this in the anime talk, but I have to say it again because this one relates to the gaming talk. Apparently, according to Eurogamer, Sony can offer... Sony is going to offer Crunchyroll as part of a more expensive PlayStation Plus offering. So, yeah, that can actually happen. That's pretty cool. Also, Hades has been released, people. If you haven't played Hades, it's available now on Xbox Game Pass and available on PS4 and PS5 for about $25. So that's pretty cool. Another um, pretty cool news I'm just covering this for one reason, but it's pretty cool for me. Diablo 4 director Luis barriga lead level designer Jesse McCree, the character McCree in Overwatch was named after him, and World of Warcraft designer Jonathan Lee Craft have reportedly been let go amid the ongoing allegations of harassment and abusive culture within Blizzard. They've been let go. This is actually pretty cool news, because this means that they are changing some things. I'm happy that that's happening. But... A little note, I will not be covering any news regarding Activision or Call of Duty at this point, like I said, because of the harassment issues, so we're not going to talk about them. If you are, of course, curious, there are places you can go and visit. Spelunky 1 and 2 for Switch will launch on August 26th, which is pretty cool. There is also 14 minutes of direct feed for Horizon 5 gameplay running on Xbox Series X that was released yesterday. QuakeCon has its schedule revealed. It features a Quake segment featuring both its software and machine games, a difficult deep dive, Doom Eternal, Studio Update, Skyrim, and more. Pretty cool, huh? Also, um, there was another news that I wanted to say. Allow me to search for it because... Oh, if you're a fan of the Pokemon games, um, tune in to their YouTube channel on... August 18th at 6am PDT, they're going to feature Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Legends Arceus. Pretty dope. Remedy also has reported that Control has been played by over 10 million players, and as for the next bigger budget Control game, they are still in the early conception phase. However, Crossfire Story Mode is going to launch later this year. The Crossfire was the story set in the control world, but from another perspective. These news, all courtesy of Nibel Thank you, Naibal, on Twitter for posting news like that. So that I can actually read from them. <laughs> so, that's pretty much it. I think we don't have much more to talk about. Um, yeah, unfortunately we don't. So... Um, Believe it or not, also a little recommendation, please go get PlayStation Now because it has some really cool games at it that I didn't know it had. It actually offered me a discount on the three months uh, membership and I actually got to play the Olympics game which is fun. It's not perfect, it's far from perfect. I would not even rate it 8 or something, 7 would be a good score so far because I have yet to play the other events. But it's missing a lot of events, it's missing the Olympic record, world record section, which the other ones had. And it's a fun game, but I would rate it higher if I knew that you could play it with people locally. Because online, sure, everybody does. But locally, that's a different story. So I'm going to actually do a search on that. If it does that, then pretty cool, I'm going to add the score and recommend you guys to get that. Because on PlayStation Now, it is worth it because you're getting other games as well. But alone, hell no. Never. <laughs> I actually get a trend going on here that basically games that the companies know is not going to make a lot of money, it gets it gets released on these kinds of platforms like PS Now and Xbox Game Pass. Anyways, guys, thank you for joining. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we talked about a lot of things. We tried to talk about Abandoned, but... Because of the situation, I'm no longer giving them any attention, at least until I'm sure that they're actually doing something good. Which week to week, something happens. So let's hope that next week I have great news for you guys. Let's hope. Thank you guys for joining. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And I will see you guys very soon on the Anime Talk episode. Because we have a lot to talk about from now from right now we have a lot to talk about so you guys have to wait a little bit to get that episode but i'm getting the material ready so be very excited see you guys very soon